for SEN America. This is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Sitting across the desk from me is my co-host, well, one of my co-hosts, James Arthur. G'day, mate. Hey, Richie. How are you? Good, buddy. Chris couldn't be with us today, but, mate, you're sporting a, just a fantastic tan from your trip to Tahiti. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. I wish the rest of my body felt as good as, as my tan. <laughs> <laughs> good trip, then? Yeah. Representing the the uh, Australian Gridiron team? Yeah, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Um, learned a lot. Um about where I've got to be if I want to continue to, to go down that path and a lot of good coaching and a lot of great guys as well. So it was a really good trip all around. And for those who don't know, how the results go? You had two games, once against one against American Samoa and one against uh, the host nation Tahiti. So we beat, uh, we beat we won both games. We beat American Samoa 40-14. to 14. Um, That was a pretty tough game. They had some, some Division One footballers on their team. Some and big units. Some big guys. Um, then we beat... Tahiti eighty three to six. Um, so Tahiti were certainly not really up to the level that we were at. at, at anyway, um, I think most club teams in Gridiron Victoria would have taken care of them pretty easily. They just didn't haven't played a lot of football, um, but they were fantastic hosts and really looked after us. And even though they, we just kicked the crap out of them, they were just really appreciative <laughs> still of getting to play football against a, such a high caliber. So um, you know that was kind of rewarding in a way as well. Fantastic, mate. Well, look, today we'll get over to the newsroom. It'll be the return of Camp Crunch. Half the NFL, all the NFL teams now, all in into now. camp, which is fantastic. Uh, we'll do uh, a little bit of team preview. All we're going to do is is division and conference previews. Yep. So we're going to make our way through. Today we're doing the AFC North. That's right. Um, my favorite team, Cincinnati. Taking You're that out last year. <laughs> what I get wrong all the time. Cincinnati who, Richard? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Professional football team. Uh, and we'll make our way through uh, through all the divisions, all the conferences, hit on every team uh, like we did last year um, and make our predictions who we think will take those out um, and you know, really try to give our best predictions before we wrap it all up going into the regular season. So today will be the 54th episode. Let's get over to the newsroom. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. Now we have had a couple of weeks off, so first off, apologies for that. While we are gone, Nick Foles was cut by the LA Rams, and now that we're back, he's been signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, uh, an odd move. There's a lot of rumours that he'd end up... Actually, the Cowboys were really keen on him, but then the Cowboys pulled the negotiations because apparently Foles wants to go somewhere where he can compete to be a starter, which is certainly not a bad thing for him. I understand if he's got that ambition still. He was a a fairly solid starter with Philadelphia for a couple of seasons. Um, Definitely struggled in LA with that system and and those coaches. So... um, Interesting to see. I can't see him beating out Alex Smith. I think he's pretty settled in that role. Yeah, I would and, think so. Um, but you never know if an injury happens and then Nick Foles plays really well, it could be the Colin Kaepernick situation all over again for Alex Smith. Uh, and Alex Smith is pretty old now. He's 32 or 33. So, you know, he's put himself in a position where probably from all the teams that offered him contracts, that was the best place, best chance he has to become a starter at some point. The stats he put up in Philly... Were pretty impressive. Do you think that's a complete enigma? I mean, yes. for a while there... He looked like the best quarterback in the league, and Chip Kelly looked like the best coach in the league. What I mean, what do you have? Twenty something touchdowns, like 
four picks or it something? It was, yes. I think it was like 27 and six. It was a really, really good season. But, you know, a few years ago, Matt Cassell had a season like that too, where he was through 29 touchdowns and three interceptions, and people were calling him to be the MVP when he was at the, at the Chiefs as well. So it, it, it can happen. Also, remember that was Chip Kelly's first season in the NFL. So teams hadn't really worked out what he was trying to do. I think Chip Kelly's system was great for a couple of seasons, but then once there was film on it, once teams worked out what he wanted to do with everything, where his defenses went, caught up. defenses learned how to play against him, and it was a little bit too basic, and I think that's what happened in the end. He got beat out by Mark Sanchez, so you know he couldn't have been that good by the end of it. No, Sanchez is terrible. <laughs> Dwight Freeney signs a one-year deal with the Atlanta Falcons after playing uh, or coming in midway through the year last year with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Chasing a paycheck, the human spin move, has he got much left? I just think he wants to play football. Uh, and look, at this point in his life, he earned a lot of money when he was at the Colts. I don't think money's an issue for him. I think he and he's on a he's on a vet minimum contract, so it's certainly not a lot of money. I just think he wants to compete and, and play football and he, you know what their pass rush was one of the worst in the league last year so if he can give them some situational pass rush then hey for a vet minimum go for it and they can always release him in camp if it's not working out yeah very true former Ohio State Buckeye Joey Bosa is still holding out from San Diego Chargers camp uh, at this stage still hasn't reported of course this could change by the time you listen to it but your thoughts uh, I don't think it's his call I think it's the agent's Apparently, it's got to do with the upfront money. The charges have a bit of a different way. They don't pay the full contract bonus upfront. They pay it over um, one. So they pay it half at the start and half at the end of the season. And the agents don't think that's fair. And I think Bosa's kind of just caught in between now because his agents are doing all his bidding. So people saying that, that he's somehow a bad person because of this, it's probably not fair because... As we all know, or as actually, as probably, probably some of you probably don't know, the agents hold all the cards in this industry, and the players a lot of the time don't have a lot to say about it. I would assume this will get done within the next few days, and he'll be at camp because he needs to be there, and the Chargers will really want him there. Absolutely, because as we mentioned during leading up to the draft and post draft, he's not a perfect fit for their system. No. So they need to work at how they're going to use him. Yeah, you know, in that in that Chargers defense. I mean, talks about using him as a stand-up linebacker of late, which there is about three plays of tape from college of him doing. So I don't know why you would take a guy third overall to then play him in a position. I said, I haven't liked that pick from the start, mm. and it's already starting to look a little bit like it's not going to be a great pick. And, and you know what? For his sake and for the Chargers' sake, I hope it works out because, you know what, I, I hope it works out for every team because that's the kind of person I am. I want the teams, I want the players to be successful and I hope it does, but it's just not a good start. Missing, he's at four days, he's missed now. The one good thing is there aren't holdouts like there used to be. No. Because, because of the way the, the structures, the rookie wage scale, all those sorts of things, it really has reduced these and this is the only one. In all the It'll NFL, whereas years gone by, at this point of camp, there'd be six or seven. Yeah. Under the old system. And this is the only one that the charge, and it is it is the charge's fault. If they just did it the way every other team does it, then no yeah, one would have a problem. A just deal. It's a it's a signing bonus. Just pay To it. my mind, when you sign, you get your bonus. All of it. Yeah, there's something about offsets as well, but it's I, just I don't pay even him, get that. Just pay yeah. him the bonus like every other club does, and that's why this is the only guy holding out, because the charges do it differently and expect... 
the players. I mean, maybe, maybe Joe Bosa's just got a really good agent that thinks that's that's crap and doesn't have to do it. Time will tell, but he needs to get into camp. He needs to get in quick. Maybe. Speaking of people being paid, the Jets finally get a deal done signing Fitzpatrick to a one-year $12 million contract, uh, which is less than Fitzpatrick wanted, but it's more than the Jets were initially offering. The crappy flow-on news from that is to make room for Fitzpatrick on the roster. They cut punt. I don't even put Hackett. that on the rundown because I'm so freaking upset about it. It has to go in. I now hate Fitzpatrick. I hate the Jets. <laughs> I, they I, I just, what the hell are they doing arguing for this long about a one-year $12 million contract? It's a one-year contract. If he wanted 16, give him his 16 for one year. Yeah, who cares? How is it going to affect you? It's not even going to affect your cap next year. It's not going to affect your long-term signing deals. Like, And they've got the room. It is so ridiculous. I cannot believe that they were squabbling from a quarterback who had the best franchise, best year in their franchise ever, and they're squabbling over $3 million over one year. I thought it was going to be something like he wanted three years and they only wanted one. Like It is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. The Jets are really going backwards this season. I cannot see them being as good. I just think they're incredibly poorly run. The coach will not get the resources he needs, and I think they're going to struggle. Yeah. Uh no arguments. I, I didn't think they'd be very good with him last year. Brandon Marsh is 36. At, yeah, I, I don't think he We know with receivers, out. Andre Johnson two years ago had 1,500 yards. Look at him now. He just got he got cut by the Colts, and he's just re-signed with... I can't remember who he re-signed with someone for a minimum contract. Vet minimum contract. Yeah, I can't remember where it was That's either. the stage... Exactly. We can't even remember where Andre Johnson signed, and that's been two years since he was a 1,000-yard receiver. It happens quick. I don't think Eric Decker can carry an offense... They have no tight end help. I, I just and they're relying on Fitzpatrick hitting the ceiling again. And don't fool yourself; that is as high as Fitzpatrick can go last season. Oh yeah, we have seen the best of Fitzpatrick. Yeah, that is already. the best he could do, and he couldn't get him into the playoffs in the last game. So I just think wasting this much time and effort on one quarterback, they would have been better off either giving him the sixteen million when he wanted it over one year, or just saying that nah, don't worry about it, we're done, we're going to go with Geno. Which but, would be a massive mistake. But, but that's anyway, the thing. They should have yeah, just yeah, made I, that I know, call I know early. what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, while we're really quickly talking about the Jets, one good news out of camp, Lockie Edwards, the other Australian who was going to be battling with uh, with Tom Hackett, he is booming it. He's, From the sound of yeah. it, he would have won the job anyway. They're rating him really um, well. He is crushing the football. There's been a handful of um, yeah, Instagram posts and things like that that some of their beat writers have been putting up. He's just hanging them up there. like He's having a really good camp. While we're talking about punters as well, this wasn't on the rundown. Um, Jordan Berry, I know we'll probably touch on him really quickly when we talk about um, the conference. He's punting fantastically as well. And he's signed, just re-signed a three-year deal too. For the is he at the he's at the Pittsburgh? Yeah, yeah. he just signed. Th- oh, was it Wing no, that signed? Brad Wing signed Wing an extension. Signed. I feel like they're the same person half the time because they competed. <laughs> no, they're definitely not. Um, <laughs> but it would not surprise me if Berry's competition was cut relatively quickly. Oh, and the other thing I will say for the Jets, at least they let, if Edwards was the clear clear winner, at least they didn't let Hackett hang around as a camp leg and waste his time. Now he has the opportunity where someone else could yep. pick him up. Potentially and, sign somewhere else. And I would, and I'd go. be surprised if someone else didn't give him a look. So I wish Chris was here to talk about it, actually, because he's the punting yeah, man. Yeah, he'd know much more about it. Hopefully we'll be back when we uh, switch back to Mondays. Yeah. Tyrone Matthews signs a five-year, $62.5 million contract extension with the Cardinals. He's currently on the pup, but that locks him up. Yeah, and he's now the highest-paid safety in the NFL. I am a little bit concerned with the injuries. I 
think it's it might have been a bit premature to get the signing done now, but he is so important to them that it's probably worth it. Like the money's certainly worth it if he can get healthy again. And you know, everyone's saying, "Oh, what if he doesn't get healthy again?" I'm sure Arizona have the most information. Arizona and Tyrone Matthew <laughs> yeah, would have I the agree. most information than anyone. So all these beat riders claiming, oh, what if his knee never heals? This guy didn't heal. This is that. I'm sure Arizona know what they're doing, and I'm sure they've been given the green light by the doctor saying he's absolutely fine. Yeah. Have there, has there been any talk about when he could potentially be back? He'll be back for regular line? season. They're going to be back for regular season. Yeah, he's it's a, a short turnaround for an ACL. What did he do at week 10, 11? He didn't, he didn't fully tear it, though. It was a partially torn ACL. Uh, now, he needed surgery to repair it, yep. but it wasn't snapped. So they didn't have to pull out and take tendons from elsewhere and all that jazz. It was, it was. I can't believe I just said all that jazz. He, <laughs> he basically, yeah, it wasn't a full tear. It was a tear, not a snap. So I think that's why it was healed. It's, the thing is, though, it's the second time in three seasons it's happened. So he'd want to start to, to play a bit more. He is small, and I feel like the style he plays with is not going to help his body. So he might need to start just getting low and taking wrapping guys up instead of trying to knock everyone out all the time. But then in saying that, that's it's not so, how the honey badger rolls. So great it's about not how he rolls. Honey badger don't care. <laughs> but um, this is a guy who had his he had his issues in college. He was kicked out of LSU by Les Miles. Um, there was some talk today. Les Miles said it was the hardest thing he ever had to do, and he still feels terrible about it. But it wasn't really his call. Uh, and he said how proud he was that Tyron Matthews now gone on. And had such a great career. And do you know what? I think it, she should be appointed. This is someone who has completely changed his life. Yeah. Oh, uh, and look, if you haven't seen the Arizona, uh, the HBO version of Hard Knocks, I've forgotten the yeah. name, All or Nothing. All or Nothing, yeah. It, it's fantastic. And he features in it. When he gets hurt, it's the reaction shattering. from players and stuff, on the, they're like, oh, it's God. It's as if a quarterback went down. Yep. The coaches in the box is like, because he... Yeah, you know, he takes the interception, yep. tears it as he tries to change direction on the very first step after picking it off, and just goes down. You can just tell immediately it's something really bad. Yeah, and the reactions from players and coaches. It, yeah, you know, he is an important player for that. He is super organization. Important. Without him in the playoffs, they gave up thirty three points a game. Their average during the season was about nineteen. So that's a big jump. He yep. is the most important player. I would say he's the most important defensive player in the NFL. And I think we had this conversation last year. If he'd played the whole season, he should have been defensive MVP in my mind. That was every um, chance. J.J. Watt's a fantastic player, but I think Tyron Matthew means more to Arizona than J.J. Watt does to Houston Texans. I think if Houston Texans, Texans were better and yes. he was putting those numbers up, we might feel differently. Exactly. But never but know. Yeah, they've got a three-time defensive MVP and they've been to the playoffs once when they only won eight games. So, you know, whereas Tyron Matthew, when they play, they win. And yep. they win well. So congratulations to him. I think it's a great effort. And someone who, all these guys who have these issues in college and then don't sort it out, this is a guy who's completely changed his life. And that's something he should be pretty proud of and pretty rich now. Absolutely. Coming up next, we're bringing back Camp Crunch. What's happening in training camp this week? This is Camp Crunch. I'll tell you what's going on in training camp this week. Pete Carroll kicks out... Michael Bennett of practice having a fight with the offensive line. Doesn't this just happen all the time? There's always fights. What do you kick him out for? Oh, there's a bit going on with him. Um, well, he wants more money, for starters. Well, that's one of the things. But then he and his he, brother are very vocal. Did you see during the week the, the video they did? No, I didn't. So basically, I don't know the 
the ins and outs of it all completely, but he basically called out Jay Cutler saying they were terrible. This is Michael and Martelius Bennett who yeah, played they, for Chicago. They were featured in a um, a long form article, I think in ESPN Magazine. I'm not 100% sure. I've got it up now. But it was somewhere like it that. It is, ESPN Magazine, and it's called The Bennett Brothers versus Everyone. I haven't read it yet. I, I will read it because I've heard it's very interesting, but basically they attack everyone. Yeah, they throw is, rocks. They do not give a crap from what memory, they say. From memory, they called um, Goodell, uh, I can't remember what he called him, but when they were asked what the NFL stood for, it was basically N-word for hire, for lease. Yep. That's, yeah, there were some things said, and then he thought that, Pete Carroll thought that he took the violence a little bit far. Like, you have to remember, these are teammates going against each other. It was a young guard he was going against, um, who apparently all he did was block him really well on a play, and Bennett didn't like it. He threw some fisticuffs. Even the defensive guys tried to calm him down. Apparently, three of them were holding him back. and the guard, take that. And the guard was just standing there like, what Please did I do? Please stop punching me. Like, what did I do? Like, I don't understand. So Pete basically just said, get up, get out of practice and calm yourself down. Um, interesting to see what the ramifications are because he's an unhappy camper at I can the tell moment. you one, he will not get a contract extension. He needs to just play football. He's got to play. Yeah, He's got two years on his contract. He signed his contract. Yeah. Now, I can I get the whole... Oh, I'm outperforming but it, it. Yeah, well, and I get the whole, oh, if they, if I was underperforming, I'd they'd be cut. cut me. But unfortunately, that's the nature of the beast. Yeah, that, that's the industry you're in. Exactly. You don't you like it? Go play it. baseball. Go play basketball. Exactly. And this is he just has to eat it now. He signed that contract. Seattle Seahawks signed him before he exploded. Well played. Yep. And you know what? He has to eat it now because... He could have said, "No, no, no, no! I'm going to play. I'm going to, I'm going to play on this one year deal and back myself in." He didn't. He took the money, and yep. they they backed that he was going to turn into something very good, and it's worked out for them. So, bad luck. Moving along, Josh McCown wants to be traded from the Browns after RG three was named the starter by new head coach Jackson. Yeah, and this is. I don't have this bigger problem. Like I think Josh McCown's just been a one. He's been a about baby about it. Yeah, it. he's been a tool. Do you want to get another team jersey? He's yeah, been all over the league. He's been a lot. He's been a lot of places. He's not that good. But how the hell is RJ three named the starter a day into training camp? You've got to let him. Even if you know you're going to name him the starter, you have to let him think they're competing. For no, the first see, here's what go the opposite. If you know he's going to be the starter, then just do it. Give him the reps. Apparently, they weren't even trying to fake that he was going to be the starter. Yeah. He got a. In the first few days, he got every single first-team rep. But it sounds like it wasn't communicated very well to McCann. No. He's standing there going, when do I get to throw the football? Yeah, look, there is real interest. Apparently, the Cowboys are really interested in him now that uh, we have another point. Cullen Moore broke his ankle in training camp, the backup quarterback. It's on the rundown too. So they're really interested in, in a backup quarterback. I would say that would be a really smart move by them because he's been a good backup. What do you reckon you'd have to give up to get Mc- Get him. That's what, that's what the Cowboys said. We're giving you nothing. We'll no. give you like a seventh round pick. Well, so he can either sit on your roster well or cut him. Oh, I'd exactly. keep him. I said, you can demand to be traded all you want. But yep. tomorrow, we've got conditioning in the morning. You've got your quarterback meeting. Then we're on the field. Then you're having your snack. And if you're not there, then you're you on don't the field, get paid. And if you don't like it, stay at home. You won't get paid. But yeah. we're not cutting or trading you. Yeah. Because he's got no value. No one's giving you anything for him because every other team knows he's unhappy. So you're not going to trade for him. You're wouldn't not going to give up anything wanna, of value. Wouldn't you just want to trade that distraction? Get rid of it? No, because so the distraction goes away. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens with him. Uh, like, because if he shows himself... Guys be- that ask to be traded are just 
shit house teammates. Let's be honest. They're the guys you don't you don't want around. Yep. You know not to swear any worse than that because then I have to bleep it out. And I, I don't know how to do that. You don't know how to bleep? No, I don't. I, I've been. I've told s words fine. Yes. Yes. F, there's a whole f, f word, no good. And there's some slurs you can't say either. And there, yes, there's some slurs. They're all bad as we, well. We can't attack certain people who like things a certain way. It's all sorts of things we can't do. And also the C bomb is that's is really definitely bad. Not allowed. That one's written up on the wall here. No C bombs. <laughs> Arian Foster is actually looking really good. It's, looks like you win the starting job for Miami. I thought this bizarre. was a terrible signing, and now it's looking all right. I cannot believe it. Apparently, his injuries are all fine. He's not training with his brother Abdul anymore That's a smart or something move. like How that. How bad was that on Hard Knocks? Oh, my God. <laughs> he's trained with him for one season and all he got does injured. Is get injured. All year. So, look, he's in the 30 Sorry, odd. I think he's only in his early, like 31, maybe 30. So, he's got a lot of football left in him. Like, he is a running back, but who knows? Like, that'd be fantastic if he could get it going. Uh, it's just whether he can, but all the reports are that he's beating out Jay Ajaye, who is just, that's just such a terrific name. Arian Foster 29. is 29. So he's oh, not. beat me to it. Yeah, he's not done. So good luck. I, I hope he has a great year because I, I really like Arian Foster. He's quirky. He's a bit of fun. He um he certainly takes football pretty seriously. I, I think that's great. I hope he does really well and he gets that starting job. And it's not like it's the going to be the toughest job to win. No, nah, Jay Ajaye is not. Amazing, and there's talks that he's a little bit banged up too. It'll it'll be a committee. Like he's not going to get all the carries, but it'd just be great to see him back playing again. And you know what? Imagine if he was unbelievable and Lamar Miller burnt out, and it's, you know he's in fu mode. That is just I love watching guys. I do think that. Lamar Miller could be in fu mode. I think, uh, he could, I think he could be really good. Oh, I think he will be, really, he could be good. really good. But just imagine if Aaron Foster's good too. Like I just I love stories like that when guys are labelled as done and they come back and pull out three like Ricky Williams is a prime example he was yeah, done three more good years and then came back with three or four awesome years for the Ravens as a rotational back Spe- speaking of running backs you don't have Reggie Bush on here do you want to touch on him at all or you want to move on he got signed by the Bills to a minimum vet minimum contract to return yep. punts because they couldn't return punts in practice this is a typical Rex Ryan let's Band-Aid. board a gate, let's let's sign something. Because a punt returner dropped a couple of punts in practice, get me the best punt returner you can find me, oh, Reggie Bush. It's, Think he, you'll make the roster? If, maybe. <laughs> no. Who cares? Just wondering how. <laughs> yeah. oh, I care, look, I'm asking. Look, I think you'll make the roster. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, Is he it, one of the biggest disappointments ever coming out of college? Like, he was so electric. He had some gro- some really good years. He had, a great, he had a couple of good ones in Miami. He had a, He was pretty good in New Orleans as a, as the Being way they used, used the way, him. Yeah, but he didn't want to be used like that. No, but he was like, like Sproles, for example. Yeah. Everyone said he was fantastic through his whole career because he had no hype coming out of college. If Reggie Bush was drafted in the fourth round, people were probably going, oh, God, what a great career Reggie Bush Yeah, it would have been value. Together. But he was arguably one of the best college players ever. Yeah, but sometimes it doesn't. So was Tim Tebow. No, but everyone knew he wouldn't project to the pros. Yeah, so was Johnny Manziel. So was Ryan Leaf. That is a whole different story. But this we're is... Not get, we're not getting into this that now. Is like, there's so many... So was Jamarcus Russell. There are no, so no, many. no. That is not true. <laughs> I knew that You're would, being stupid. I knew that would wind you up. All right. We're, there, so, we're so far off the there rails. There are plenty of teams that... Because I yes, want to talk about Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush has been a little bit disappointing in his career, but he's been a solid football player, and yep. he's been in the NFL for 12 a long years. Time. A long I would. Time. T- I think anyone would take that. Yep. Yeah. 
that national title game, Texas and USC. It was incredible. Oh, it's, it's one of the best games of football I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, Thomas Rawls and Jimmy Graham, as we head back up to Seahawk land, are close to 100% for the Seahawks. Um, both expected ready to go. It's I think it's actually bigger news for Rawls ready to go rather than Graham because they didn't really use Graham last year. I have Rawls so high. Yeah. I think he is. I, people really don't realize how good he was He was last year till he got hurt. He had he had almost 900 yards in seven games. Yep. He was on fire. He took over for Marshall and Lynch. If imagine if they find the next Marshall and Lynch straight away, like it's like the Colts getting Andrew Luck straight away. Like kind of shit you. It, it's annoying, <laughs> but then the other hand, you're like, you know what? Good on Good them. They scouted well and they drafted well. Uh, Jimmy Graham, I want him to be 100. percent So then we can really see if it's the system or if it's him. Because there's a lot of oh, he was banged up last year. He wasn't 100. percent He was learning the system. This and that. Bullcrap, Jimmy. Put your money where your mouth is. You earn a lot of money. As you know, James, he's on my fantasy keeper so league. You keep and, trying to trade him to me. he's on the trade block. Me. I'm trying to trade you him. You keep trying to trade him to me, and I'm just not sure if I'm willing to give anything up. I but want to get up and get rules. That's why. <laughs> who doesn't want to get rules? The problem is I'm fourth, so I know I'm not going to get any of the good running backs. No, nah, they'll be all gone. Yeah. That's why, we, I, don't oh, want, we, that's we, why we, I don't want your spot. We discussed Cullen Moore. Uh, broke his ankle, Cowboys, yeah. quarterback issues. Josh Norman is struggling in training camp. It's not a huge surprise. We were saying this from the start. This is not a good signing for them. It's a different system. He's, he's been not asked, a man corner. He's been asked to do something he's not good at. He And he's earning a lot of money. And now, when all of a sudden, you know, this time last year, Josh Norman was the underpaid, really good corner at Carolina. And that's what his reputation was. And he wasn't, you know, he wasn't an asshole, which he is a bit now. He's a bit of a dick. Well, he and had a, he had a fight paid, with, uh, with just, Newton in training camp. Yeah. I remember that last year as well. And, and we were saying, cut Norman. <laughs> yeah. He's having Twitter fights with Patrick Peterson. Like, Peterson's just, like, pulling the James Arthur troll effect on him and getting him <laughs> every single time. He, well, he's going to win, too, because... Peterson's way better. Yes. Way better. And and Peterson could play in either system. He could play a flat. You know why? Because he's a really good cornerback. He's the best cornerback. He is the best cornerback in Corner, the NFL sorry. right now. And this is... Norman is drawing all the wrong attention on himself from doing things like that. And then not playing well. He would want to play well this year or his career is in the toilet. He's 29 years old. He is not a young corner. How much guaranteed money was in that contract? I can't even remember. Something like 39 million. It was, I think it was around 40 million. It doesn't matter now because he can suck. He's going to get that guaranteed million. If he gets cut, he'll sign somewhere. At worst, the vet min, which he wouldn't get. He'd get more than that. He'd get. get he'd, well, he could go back system. to Carolina. Yeah, and they could pay him way less. And yeah. he's still going to be, be okay. Happy. He'd be happy. That's the thing. I just, I just, I've said from the start, it's a terrible contract. Now, it's training camp, and getting, he's getting beaten up by Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon. Let's not, you know, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Uh, just quietly, there's some pretty good receivers in that division. There's some very good receivers. Yeah. Really, I can't wait to see Odell Beckham and him go at it. But twice, we get it twice now. Do, do you know what's going to be great? Having to watch him cover Des Bryant one on one in their system because they don't play in a cover three shell all the time. So he's not going to have the over the top help that he had with Des Bryant last time. It's going to be really interesting. I, I'm really. This is not a good start for him. And when you're when you're highly paid, all of a sudden people notice you. Yeah. And that's the big difference now. He's the high highly paid star that needs to perform. If you don't perform, you're in big trouble. Absolutely. Terrence West apparently found a home at the Ravens, and people are predicting he's going to come out of there with the starting job. Yeah, I think he'll share time with um. 
oh, what's his name? I always forget his name. The other running back there. God, I can't believe it. Uh, it's something with an F. He did his Forrester? knee last. Forster? Nah. Let's nah, I don't know. Either way, he's going to share time, but this is the guy who got cut, or I think got traded by the Browns. I think that's great. Um, I said, much like with Arian Foster, I like it when guys go and make it somewhere, and he's he's looked fantastic. So, you know, it said it's early in camp. He'll play a lot in the in, in the preseason games. Four set. Four set. Justin four set. So he'll, he'll play a lot in the preseason games, but at this point, he's the starter, and good on him. And that's great. I like it when guys outperform what people think they're going to do. Much like Forsett did a couple of years ago. You know, he had a great year. He's had a great couple of seasons when guys thought his career was done. So good luck to them all. But yeah, anyone who leaves the Browns ends up being good usually. Not anyone. There's plenty, <laughs> who, there's plenty who get cut and just disappear into nowhere. You're Sorry, right there. they end up being better well, than they were at the Browns. Summer, not <laughs> except, all of them. Except for Johnny. Next, next we're coming up. <laughs> we barely mentioned him this year. Coming up next, we're taking a look at the AFC North. Okay, James, as we get into our previews for 2016, we're going to start with the AFC North, starting with the Cincinnati Bengals football yes, team, Richie. who went 12-4 and four well last done. Hey, year. Hey, well done, mate. Oh, do we have an... Oh, no, I don't Bengals. Think I, I haven't got an applause teed up on the board. Um, uh, you got the ostrich, though. Went, I do have the ostrich. Went 4-12. and 12. No. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They went 12-4. and four Yeah. And were basically derailed by the Red Rifle going down. He's obviously going to be back. How do you sort of see this team shaping up? Where, where, where do you want to start? Offense? Let's start on offense. And he is the big question. Let's remember last year, he had a lot better weapons. He had Marvin Jones and the other receiver, whose name always slips my mind. And Sanu. Muhammad Sanu and AJ Green. And Eifert. Now he has AJ Green and Eifert still, but he has Tyler Boyd, the rookie, who'll be his third receiver, and Brandon LaFell, who, let's be honest, he was the 118th ranked wide receiver last season. Yeah, it's Brandon LaFell. Brandon LaFell. There's nothing else that needs to be said. Exactly. Now, their O-line is quite good. They've got Whitworth. Um, I'm going to have a crack at Cedric Ogbue. He's their other tackle. He's in his second season. He was a, He was a first-round pick. Um, Zeitlow is a really good guard. Center's a little bit average, but I think pro football focus can be a little bit harsh sometimes when they rank. Um, and they've got bowling as well, the other guards. So their O-line's solid. I think Jerry Bernard's one of the most complete running backs in the NFL. And they have uh, Jeremy, guy ruined my fantasy football Hill. season, Jeremy Hill. I'm terrible with names today. It's your two weeks in Tahiti. It's the sunburn. See, What's going on? James doesn't you? really have a tan. He's sunburnt. <laughs> And I'm scared out for my own amusement. Yeah. Well, anyway, they've got a good running back core. It's all going to come down to how Dalton plays again. And he's not going to have as many good players to do it with this season. It'll be a test for him. Uh, as I've as I've mentioned, I think he's turned the corner. So do I. I think and he's I a good think, player. I think he's going to be a good quarterback for, for many years. Yeah. But life's easier when there's better weapons around you. I think they've got a huge advantage. You can put Iford and AJ Green on opposite sides of the field, which certainly helps. Yeah. But and I it's a really good tight end. Oh, he's, he's really fantastic. Good. But those two, you need more than that. You know, those receivers leaving. And AJ Green gets hurt a lot. 
He does, but he doesn't miss many games if you go back and look. He's all, but, but he, he does seem to always ine- be nicked up. He has a lot of ineffective games because of injuries. Um, but yeah, look, it's it's going to come down to him if he can get them going. Then Brandon LaFell's had some good seasons with the Patriots when Tom Brady was throwing in the ball. So who knows? Um, defensively, I really like their front seven. They're led by Geno Atkins. Geno Atkins is a freak. I also Vontaze Perfect is a total knob, and he's suspended for the first three games. He's but, the craziest. Dude on the planet, but he can ball. Like, oh yeah, he can play. And anyone who thinks he can't is just seeing that he's a real idiot and not seeing him. If he's lined up over me, I'm out of there. I'm not. Blocking. I don't want, want to be anywhere near him. If he's behind me and you're asking me to block him, I don't want a bar of it. I don't want to be down the middle of the field catching a pass. I can no, tell you that. No, because he'll take your head <laughs> just off. Just ask Brown. Yeah, like they've got Pac- um, Pac-Man Jones. You know, I know we're talking about uh, Tyron Denny, Matthew earlier. This is guy's turning Denny's his life career around. around. The Cowboys even cut him because he couldn't get it worked out. So He needed you know. multiple monitors because yeah. he would run away from them. Yeah, it's crazy. Like he, Literally, he'd go to the bathroom and sneak out the window. Yeah, he's a psycho, but he loved weed. So he let loved him go. everything. He loved everything. So he's a good player. Georgia Loka's a really good safety. He'll come down and smack you in the box. Williams is great. They also signed Carlos Dansby this year as their nickel guy, who I really like. Um, Carlos Dunlap's a solid player. Michael Johnson's a really good pass rushing defensive end. They've got some pieces on defense, and they always seem to be very good on defense. So I think although this is going to be decided by the offense, if the offense can be a little bit worse than last season, I think they can still be a playoff team. But I don't think they can be a Super Bowl team unless Dalton plays really, really well. And last year, up until he got hurt, they were looking the goods. And I just don't think... They can do that without him playing well. Do you reckon that was the Super Bowl window? Yeah, potentially. I think if he played the whole season last year, got into playoffs. Like, man, they had who was the backup quarterback from Alabama? McCarron, McCarron, AJ McCarron, AJ McCarron. He's terrible. He is he's, terrible. He's got a really hot wife, but that's it. I have a hot wife. Can I play quarterback for Bengals? No. Okay, no, I can't. Or Alabama. Or Alabama. <laughs> so look, these are <laughs> these are the things that. Just frustrate me, and <laughs> <laughs> I think if Andy Dalton's good, I think they'll be they'll be fine. I think they'll be up there to win the division again. Yeah, Cincinnati ride, uh, rides on the arm of the Red Rifle. It's as simple as that. It, yeah, and that's as far as they go. Pittsburgh Steelers were ten and six, led by what I think is the most overrated coach in the league, Mike Tomlin, who won a Super Bowl with other people's players. Yep. Um, they've got suspension issues. If they had their f- whole team, I'd be picking them to win the division, but they don't. So who are they missing? They'll be missing um, Bryant for the entire season, yep. and Bell's that- under a four-game suspension. Bell, okay, and Bell's also hurt, so he probably wouldn't have played until then. Uh, look, I I don't know. It's a really hard team to evaluate. I think if Brown, Roethlisberger, and Bell get going, then no one can stop them offensively. They are just such. That is the best three, the best trio in the league by such a long way. And if you threw Bryant in there, at oh, four, but he was looking awesome with Vic throwing it to him. Yeah, but like, that, when but he came Bryant, back, didn't he get two touchdowns and 130 yards or something straight out of the gate? Yeah, but Bryant's not there. That's the bottom line. So a guy like Marcus Wheaton, who has similar attributes to, Mate sorry, what Bryant, did he have? Similar attributes. Attributes. <laughs> <laughs> attributes. attributes, welcome back Similar attributes, I think he can step up I don't think he can play like Bryant But I think he can step it up a bit I also really like Ladarius Green 
Couldn't get it going at the Chargers, but I think a change to the Pittsburgh Steelers, they know how to use tight ends. I think he could be the difference, but offensive line, you know, DeCastro's a really good guard. Just before you get the maddest player on that team has to be Roethlisberger because he's not getting any younger. No, he's missing. He's already won two, though. Like, yeah, but who doesn't want another one? Uh, I've won two crummy Vic Bowls. I'd like another one. I'd like six more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure he thinks exactly the same way. Yeah, uh, I'd say there. He's starting, like, the thing, can Levy and Bell stay healthy? I think he's the key indicator. He misses the first four games, yes. Can he? If he's not healthy for the whole season, I, I can't see them going anywhere. He's so important Me to them. So important to him. They've appealed, but who knows what happened. He's missed a test, and he reckons he's got this ironclad reason. Sorry, he's missed multiple tests. And he thinks he's got some ironclad reason Do you know what as he is? how they're going to get out of it. He's a liar. He's an idiot. Yeah. Stop. You're in the program. Stop doing. smoking weed. Yeah. So, either way, their, their interior line's pretty good. Foster Pounce into Castro are good guards. They've had trouble at tackle for the last few seasons. They haven't addressed it. So, I hope that doesn't hurt them. Let's get defensively, because this is where I'm worried about them. They reached for Artie Burns in the first round. He's now projected as their starting cornerback. I think he's a great athlete, but I don't think he's a good corner yet. Um, <clears throat> defensive line, they're okay, but James Harrison's their starting outside linebacker. How old is he now? 37. Wow, he's my age. I just don't know how... Now, he played so well last year, but I just... How long is that going to keep going on for? And players seem... When you've been really good, you don't seem to have a slow decline. You seem to just go off a cliff. Yeah, you do. Um, You know, they've got... Haywood's a really good defensive lineman. I really like Ryan Shazier, the middle linebacker. He is super athletic, but again, he can't stay healthy all the time. Their safeties are average. Michael Mitchell and Golden. You know, Robert Golden's hasn't even started a game in the NFL before. Played a lot of backup role. I just there's a, I think there's two, what I like to agree my teams by is how many questions they have for this team to be really good. All their questions need to be answered really well. And with this many questions, I can't see everything going well. That's my concern. If they had their full trio, or sorry. They're four key players. They're quad. On the offense. They're quad fence. Yep. Yeah, right, let's go with that. Yeah, hashtag that. If they, if they were all there, I wouldn't care how crummy the defense is. Exactly. Like, I, re- I really wouldn't. I'm like, whatever, we're scoring 40. They can double cover Brown now. There's no there's no legitimate threat to stop you doing that. Uh, and then if Bell doesn't get it going, if Ladarius Green doesn't play well, which he hasn't in the past... It's still a question mark. I think he'll be good, but that's just my opinion. He might not be. Yeah. And he, Heath Miller was fantastic for them for a long time. So they've lost a really solid tight end. They need to gain that now for them to be as good. I think people are really high on them. I'm just real cautious about them, and I'm not sure how good they're going to be. Yeah. If, as I said, if they had those four players, I would be all over them. But yep. now I am super concerned about it. Yeah, fair enough. Third place last year with the Baltimore Ravens, 5-11, and 11, the most injured team arguably I've ever seen. Their free agents at the end of last year were just hilarious because they oh, had to sign so many so people. So many players. Led by John Harbaugh, who's been there for a long time now and uh, quarterbacked by oh, the most overpaid quarterback in the league, James. Should I go with that? He's overpaid. He's not overrated, but he is overpaid. He struggled a lot last year. 
Um, he had, and then he got hurt, and he had no and he receivers. Had, <laughs> poor Flacco, he had nobody around yeah. him. It's hard to use last year as any gauge for them. I know I've seen some people really high on Baltimore this year. I I can't get up and around them because of what happened last year. Um, but when you look at them, I guess my biggest concern is I see a lot of average football players. Yep. Yep, and that's probably my biggest concern. Now Trent Richardson's gone. Now he got waived, so there's one less average football player for them to worry about. I think he's well below average. He's very much below average. Look, if Joe Flacco can play well, this team can be really good. And I know we say it for most teams, it's all about the quarterback, but he's got some questions to answer this season. He hasn't been amazing since he got that huge contract. People are going to keep calling him overrated unless he does something about it. Uh, Steve Smith coming off an Achilles tear. He's 36 years old. That's not easy for someone that age. I don't... I know you really like him, and I know you know he's rubbed me the wrong way a lot lately, and I'm really not sure why, but coming off an Achilles, that could be two plays and it's all over. It really could. Like He could not look as good. Now, Kamar Aitken did a really great job for them last year, and he's a solid young receiver, but you can't get by with one receiver. I said they're going to rely on... You know, we're talking about Terrence West. That would be great if he ended up being really good for them. But Justin Forsett has been really good for them the last couple of years, and it's meant nothing. So, yes, they were killed by injuries last year, and they will be a lot better than that. They have a ton of good tight ends. Ben Watson's come over from New Orleans, who had a great year last year. I want to see if Dennis Pitter can get going again, because I feel so terrible for him, because he... He was such a good player, and injuries have just destroyed his career. And it could be Max Williams could end up being the starter yeah. out of that group. Yeah, Max Williams, Crockett Gilmore, Ben Watson, Dennis Peter. They've got some good tight ends. Maybe they they might be heading in a Patriots-type direction. Go three three tight ends. Get three system. of them on the field. Yeah, my, my biggest, you know me with O and D lines, I'm really worried about their O line. I think. Oh, so I'm not. That's something I'm not worried about. They've got Eugene Munro. He's an above-average guard in my opinion. A tackle. He's a good player. Ricky Wagner... He's he's hit and miss. He's a bit inconsistent, but he's still a good football player. And he's not at right tackle. He's not going to kill you. He's not going to ruin your season. Um, Marshall Yander is one of the best guards in the NFL. Yeah, and oh, Jeremy's Jeremy Zuda is an outstanding center. Now they lost. Um, Your is probably the best. You reckon? It's got to be up there. A guard. No, or, or your mate. You, yeah, you know, you know my yeah, homerism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yander's a bit older too. Um, but yeah, it's there's about ten guards that are all at a pretty good level, and he's certainly at the top of them. Um, Ryan Jensen's going to be the other guard. He's pretty inexperienced, so time will tell how he goes. But you, as you probably know from coaching football, you can have one weak O lineman, and you can find a way to make it work. Um, you can do things to help that person. So I, I think they're going to be fine. I'm worried more about their defense. Yeah. Like Will Hill's been cut. Uh, he's not a part of that. He was their best player, best defensive player last year. Jimmy Smith is coming off an injury. Sharice Wright was just rank underperformer last year. Uh, you know, CJ Mosley's a really good middle linebacker, but now he doesn't have anyone to help him. And they play a 3-4. They rely on two. Uh, you've got Terrell Suggs coming. Is he going to be okay? He's coming off an Achilles tear. Yep. Uh, Elvis Dumerville. He's not getting any younger. Father Time's undefeated. I know you hate it, but it's the truth. Like, that's going to happen soon. Oh, he's on the pup list too. Yep. Chris Canty is the oldest defensive lineman in the league. Like, Timmy Jern- Jernigan and Brandon Williams are both really good interior linemen, but they're not going to win. They're not Aaron Donald. They're not going to win your games off their own play. 
That's my concern. They, I would describe the the Ravens as a lot of average, and that's not good. You need some stars. Who is going to take the top off on that offense? Who's going to, when you need a drive with two minutes to go to win a game, who's going to who's going to help Flacco make those plays? Yeah, and that that's the biggest concern. They just don't have that. Who's going to, when the, de- the defense needs to get a stop, and there's two minutes, they need to get a stop to win the game. Who's going to get the pass rush? Terrell Suggs is old. Elvis yep. Dumerville is old. It's not going to be the two big D tackles inside. I'll tell you that much for free. Because teams know how to stop it. So this is where the concerns come. Yeah, it's pretty hard to argue with that. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, the three, uh, yes, three and thirteen. They won three games last Hugh year. Hugh Jackson led oh, Cleveland Browns. Where do you want to start? I was going to ask you the same question. Robert Griffin's going to start. Well, we talked about RG three. I, I just well, last thing I want to touch on him. I hope he plays really well, and I hope he rejuvenates his career because in his rookie year, he was so good. And if imagine if he could be the Browns could finally get lucky and someone could come to them and be good. Like that would be fantastic for them. But then after that it's all just poo poo platter. There is nothing going on. <laughs> Josh Gordon's too busy smoking cones. Oh, he's he's been cleared. Two yeah. game suspension, he can play. Really? I yeah. haven't seen that. Oh, you've been away for two weeks. Yeah, I, just yeah, everyone knows cleared. I had no we didn't even have Wi-Fi in Tahiti, so I have been completely taken away from the NFL world. So I didn't realize that. Okay, so two two right. game suspension. Gordon is um, going to have to sit out for. If you can, if you could put him, Corey Coleman looks. Corey Coleman he's been training really well. They've been um, raving about him. Heartline, maybe you can get a little bit out of Taylor Gabriel prior. Taylor Gabriel and Andrew Hawkins are both good slot receivers, so you can get Coleman and Gordon. That's something for that's something Griffin can work with. There's something there. That's not terrible. That makes me feel a hell of a lot. Do better I look at the running saying. backs? Running backs, look, Crowell's going to be terrible. Crowell's going to be the the ground and pound guy. He's a good runner, and Duke Johnson is there purely to receive the ball. But the good thing is that he's the best at it in the NFL. He's the best receiving back in the NFL right now. Um, he problem is he can't pass protect. So it's great That's being rough. a it's great being a good receiving back <laughs> that can't pass protect. Whereas Isaiah Crowell can do it pretty well. So there's you can see where they're torn there. Like they don't know what to do with that situation. Um, look, Gary Barnage, he's a good tight end. He had a really good season last year. So offensively, it's not it's not terrible. Um, if the quarterback can play it's well... It's all coming down to quarterback play. Who knows? Well, they've got two rookie centers. They're going to have a starting rookie center. Well, the, o- the O-line's anchored by Joe Thomas, who's seen more bad football up close than anybody on the planet. <laughs> he's probably the number one tackle. I don't Him think and Tyrone missed, Smith. I don't think he's missed a tackle. snap in his career. One. One. One snap. It was a trick play. Oh, no. Was that Debrickshaw Ferguson? Might have been yeah. It, well, he hasn't. He's. I don't think he's missed many either. He's either way, Joe guys. Thomas is a gun. Um, they signed Alvin Bailey in the off season from Seattle. He'll play right tackle for them. You know, he's a young guy that looked pretty good in Seattle. So, who knows? But if you know, he started a, a couple of seasons there. Um, Greco and Batonio are solid guys. I want to see if Cam Irving can turn into something. This is a the guy they took in the first round over a lot of good football players. Yep, he can play center. He can play guard. He can play tackle. As I said, they've got two rookie centers on this depth chart. Throw him in at center and let him play. They've got to find what he can do because if not, they've got to release him. Or not release him, but stop caring, basically. Um, Defensively, you know, they've got over the hill Tremont Williams. He hasn't got much left. Justin Gilbert. Joe Haddon had a really down year last year, and I think it's unfair to rank him off that because his years before that were really good. Yeah. I would... 
I'd say you, but yeah, I'd I'd be more hopeful you'll see him play better than like he did last season. You would think so. He he's a good football player. Um, Justin Gilbert, he's another first round pick, same year as Cam Irving. Can they get him going? Can he give them what they need? There's another question. Dante Whitner, he's just old as hell, and Dante Hitner, yeah. all he does is hit people. <laughs> but you know what? If you have some good coverage guys around a guy like that, that's something a team can get behind. They certainly have way too many old veterans, but they're rebuilding. Will they win more games than last year, though? Probably not. Uh, they'd have to. Three. Wouldn't they? Got Danny Shelton. What do you reckon like, they're... Uh- this While you're doing this, I'm going to find out what their over-under is for games. Okay, well, that's what... Well, Danny Shelton, That's he's the prime reason why you don't take a nose tackle in the top 10 because his ceiling is being a nose tackle and his floor is being a nose tackle. There's not many guys who are just dominant from that position. Randy Starks is old again. Paul Kruger is incredibly overpaid and doesn't produce <laughs> a lot. Um, you know, Bacavius Mingo is probably their best defensive rusher. He's a solid player, but without anyone to help him, he's going to be double-teamed all day. There's just, again, much like the Ravens, there's a lot of average. The difference is that their average is older and a little bit more average. (laughs) So time will tell how it all works out. Do you see any way they can get off the bottom of the North? It's such a tough division because of your division games. (laughs) No, no, I don't. Unless the Ravens are just really terrible. So, yeah, yes, I can see how they would if the Ravens were absolutely worse than last year. But the Ravens had a lot of injuries last year. They didn't have those injuries. They probably win a couple more games. They look a bit better. Over, under, four and a half wins. That's their season. Under. Games total. Under. Take the under? Yep, 100%. That's rough. It's, it's going to be another very, rough year in Cleveland land. You don't, you don't, think, it's a you don't think LeBron sadness. and the Clippers can pick up the team and, and the carry the momentum? Clippers from uh, Sorry, the, uh, the Cavaliers. Cavaliers? No, it's yeah. basketball. I don't care about basketball. <laughs> no, I don't. You don't think the vibe <laughs> is good enough in the city? No. No, I don't think it's good enough at all. Look, the vibe might be fantastic, but you need good players. And you need a quarterback, and I'm not sure if Griffin's going to give him what they do. I hope he does, but I just if he does, know. how exciting is that? If team he be? plays like he did his rookie season, oh. they could win eight games. Ooh, eight and eight, that'd be huge. Yep, huge. They for could them. win eight games. That's all I could see, but because their division's so, hard. So their worst case scenario is say two wins. Yeah. Best case eight. Yeah, like very best case. That would mean everything went super well for them. That's so mean. But super duper well. Super well. well. So, <laughs> yeah, that's about as good as they're going to get. Jeez, that's sad. Who do you think is going to win the division? Yeah, I was just going to say the same to you. Um, Pittsburgh annoy the hell out of me because if, if if they were all all there, it's so hard. I would have them first because I wouldn't care that the defense stunk because they yeah. just put up forty points every week. Because of that. And Baltimore is this huge unknown mystery enigma. I don't know what to do with them either. Yeah, I'm tempted just to leave it exactly as it finished last year and just say Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland. But that's a massive cop out. I'm going to say Bell gets it going, and Brown just has a year where he just breaks every receiving record going around. I'll put Pittsburgh one, Cincinnati at two. Baltimore, Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. I. It's so hard between Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh and Bengals are both going to the playoffs. Maybe. 
I just think they're both so good, you know. They're both it, so good, but then they could both when we're just doing these down they the could track both just dumpster fire as well, like that. What if Andy Dalton's terrible? Then they're going to be terrible. Yeah, exactly. Like these, you just don't know. Yeah. Um, there's so many questions from these teams. I'm going to roll with the incumbents. I'm going to say Bengals, Pittsburgh, super close, like almost even. But I know you won't let me do that. Nope. Browns, Ravens. I'm going with either the Browns are going to RJ three is going to be good. So you're going straight chalk, yeah. exactly as it was last year. No, I want Browns over the Ravens. Browns are going to oh, finish then, third. Oh. No, at least you're lucky you more than me. I have faith. I have faith in, in? Lisa's team. I have faith in Bobby Three Sticks. You called them a poo-poo platter not five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes a poo-poo platter doesn't stink that bad. <laughs> you spread yeah, it gold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one realizes what's st- under it. You can still put sprinkles on it. <laughs> Poor Browns. <laughs> um, oh, look, for their sake, I hope it's an improvement for them, but I don't know. I just I just can't really see it. No, no one can. And there's no shame in not being able to see it either. No. So good good luck to all of them, though. So we'll be doing one, one an episode, one division episode. We've got time. We've got to work it out. We'll quickly do the maths. We probably won't. We'll probably need to hit on two. In a few, yeah. An episode. Um, either way, next one we'll be doing the, the NFC North. And then we'll start working through. We'll go northeast, south, north, east, southwest. You want to go north, south, east, west? Oh. See how comfortably and smooth I said that? Yeah, let's go north, south, east, west then. All right, beautiful. Um, Also, this is the last podcast we will do without a football game. I know. Oh, you don't understand how excited I am. It's a Hall of Fame game, and I'm excited. It's the worst of the preseason games. It is the worst by such a long way, but I'm so excited. Over, under, starting quarterbacks who actually play in that game. I'm going to set it at half. Under. (laughs) I I don't think Luck or Rogers will even suit. Is that who? Is it Colts Green Bay? Pretty sure. Oh, cause, and Brett Favre's. Congratulations to Brett Favre being enshrined in the Hall of Fame. We'll talk about the Hall of Famers next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do, next, um, we'll do a segment on them. Yeah. Packers Colts. Okay. That, you know what? I'd be interested to see what they're both looking like. I'm telling you. But I'm such a tool. No like, I, I love game. sitting down and watching the backups, backups. And like, oh, look at him. He's got some good... He, oh, I like He's, got, <laughs> he's that, got some hops. He's got, hey, good rush. You know what? They'll get, get you on my team. Corinne Rangers will have you. <laughs> he might make the 53. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I, I enjoy watching it for the first week. Then I get really yeah, over really, it. By the fourth round, you just you hate third, it. Third week third is the... Good. If anyone wants to watch, doesn't want to watch the preseason, watch the first half of the third week. That's where all the starters play for an entire half. It's like a dress rehearsal. So watch that because that's interesting. Other than that, if you... Not super into football like me and Rich, or I'd say more like me, who wants to watch the backups, backups compete. Um, just maybe skip preseason and look forward to the regular. Yeah, so that game will be on Sunday US time at eight o'clock Eastern. So what's that Monday? I have like to guess, five? That'd PM, be Monday. Five a.m. Yeah, or is it four? earlier? It's earlier at the moment because it might of the be daylight four. savings. Either way, it's early in the morning, so maybe record it. Keep, yeah. Get some beauty sleep. That is early. But enjoy it. Football's back. Football's back. There will not, not be a, there will not be a Sunday without football until the twenty eighth of February from this weekend on. Awesome. Music awesome. to my ears. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Thanks for downloading the SEN NFL podcasts. You can follow James on Twitter at Jartha6594. You can follow our other co host Chris Bryan at Chris Bryan eighty. Three. You can follow me at Richard03, and of course you can follow SEN America on the Facebook and on Twitter. Until next week, for James Arthur, 
for myself. Thanks for downloading. We look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for listening to the SEN NFL podcast. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America.